attention Crossroom shoppers. The store is now closed. If you were unable to make your final purchases and grab a Crossrip, Deep Peaks, or hug a Reitman shirt, we've got you covered. Just drop us a direct message and a representative from our staff will be happy to accommodate your needs. Thank you for shopping the Paranormal Shop and have a nice afterlife. Hello everybody, it is March 938th of 2020, and welcome to the CrossRip. Nah, your ears and your eyes are not deceiving you. We're here for this week to uh, to do a little a, a little retrospective. We're looking back on the year that was. That's right, Chris and I are, are putting the microphones back on, and we're going to talk about all that happened in the last year that we haven't talked, and we're going to talk a whole lot of afterlife. So, it's a fun one, we're catching up, it's a reunion. Stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the keyboard? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. <laughs> Weird name. Gotta make the best of that. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. It's a weird time, man. It's weird to become an adult. Like I, I, I watch toy anxiety, and and I love the enthusiasm uh, that comes out yeah. of every episode. But it's also like, I don't have space for any of the shit they're talking about right now. I can't do this. <laughs> what I love most money. is that they, end, yeah, they 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 end their episodes with the the sad comments, yeah, which yeah. is them poking fun at people that are taking it way too seriously. And at the same time, I'm like. <laughs> You guys have built a small YouTube channel around being obsessed about this same stuff, so uh, I know. But hey, we're not we're not here to to speak ill of our I'm not, fellow podcasts. I'm not speaking this ill is, of them. No, they're just what they're what they, what it is is yeah, they're kid free. Once you get a kid, uh, uh, all bets are off. Yeah. Super reprioritizes real heavily. It goes one of two ways. Like you either go like. Um, uh, you know, Alex Newborn or the. Um, Oh, the Jeffrey Shrek. You talking about those guys? Thank you. Yeah, the, the Shrek. Shrek I want to say. Sh- I was the trying Shrek to. I, my family. brain was like, say sheer, and I'm like, it's not sheer. <laughs> it's Paul. Sh- Paul Don't Shear say is buying she- everything. Don't say sheer. Damn it's you, wrong. Paul Shear. Yeah. This, uh, like you go one of two ways when you have kids. You either really dial in, and I have. I've never dialed in. I've got like seven or eight different things. You know, Ghostbusters is the biggest. Thing I'm into, but I got other little things I'm yeah. into too. So you either like get super dialed in, or yeah, you you kind of have to. Actually, I guess technically what I'm doing is a dialing in too, but it's a it's a it's a narrowing the the bandwidth sort of thing. Weirdly, it's like a it feels every time I move some stuff on, I feel a little good and a little lighter <laughs> at the same time. I'm like oh good, it went but someplace. Do you feel any remorse? That's the question. Is there that little no. tinge of something in the back of you? No. Okay. No, because the couple of things so far that I have actually, like, got, you know, uh, I just tripped into somebody that was, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I have that here, I'll sell it to you or whatever. Uh, that almost immediately turned into, like, wax wrappers I bought on eBay or something like that. Like, <laughs> it's, there can't be any remorse because what I'm doing Placed. is, well, yeah, sort of. I'm, I'm well, refining. I'm yeah. taking the stuff yeah. that I'm like, I get that, that this is Ghostbusters and I, I've dug it for years, but. You know, I don't dig it as much as say that thing Ghostbusters over there. So why don't I find it a happy home and turn that money into a thing that 
makes me as happy as that Ghostbusters yeah. thing over there. And like just today, uh, an envelope arrived with um, a top wax wrapper for Creature Features. I was like, yeah. yeah. All right. So you're like, really refining gotta, that. The, the I'm really refining the collection. I like it. I want I a like space. It. I want to be able to sit in my comfy my 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 ex Starbucks chair, and uh, you know sit there with a the little box and look at wax wrappers or. You know, watch the TV down here while uh, they're watching upstairs or whatever. While the phonograph plays, the sad (laughs) songs. uh, Yeah. That's that's the life, man. That's that's what we need to do. And we don't need to podcast. There's so many podcasts now. Like, there's no... (laughs) The best part about this is we're just going to drop this episode. Like, this is just going to go up and everybody's going to be like, what the... Uh, I don't... Where have you guys been? Are are you pretending like this is... You, you haven't been on hiatus? I don't understand. Did somebody... Are, are you okay? Is this like your safe word? Do we need to... Um, the best part is you're going to put this out. We're going to put a Halloween mix out. And I suspect that you'll probably do your Christmas mix. So literally 2022, it'll be 701, 702, 703. Yeah, that's exactly. It. That's it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, for everybody that's that's wondering, are we back? Um, yes and no, but no, we're not We're not back. We're still technically on a hiatus for a variety of reasons yes. that we can't quite get into right now. But you and I have been talking about we, you obviously have to do your Halloween WGBI because that is a tradition yep. we don't want to break that tradition um, nope. and, and you just did a Jim's Amazing Extra Plasm podcast and you and I were going back mm-hmm. and forth like should we cross post it and I was like that would just be weird our feed has been dead since yeah. the end of last year and then all of a sudden you know Jim's podcast pops up it, w- it would feel kind of strange so um, kind of what we decided we wanted to do was do like an annual uh, we're going to do this episode we're going to yeah. look back on the year that was um, and then it's not going to feel quite as weird we've got an interview with our friend uh, Jen Fujikawa who has a book coming out that's going to be popping into the feed here too uh-huh. um, and then you'll do your WGBI and then we'll see where we go from there so we're not we're not regularly <laughs> recording. I'm so sorry. You're not going to hear us every Monday still. Uh, that's just not something that we're, we're jumping into quite yet. But um, we, we Let's put it this way. We haven't stuck the ecto in a barn to gather dust. <laughs> yet. Once a year, once a year, we go out to the garage, we, we turn it over, let it run for a little bit, and then we turn yeah, it off we, again. We want to make sure the seals don't crack. And, and what's funny right. is... I think my seals have started to crack here because you and I were we were recording, we were having a great time, and then my whole <laughs> rig died on me. But that's beside the point. They don't need to know about that. But we do need to take the opportunity. It's kind of cool because in I don't think it's because of our absence. I think it's just because Ghostbusters is in the zeitgeist. Everybody loves Ghostbusters now, as if they didn't before. Um, but there are so many podcasts now. I, I, another one just followed us. I think that it's going to be out of, it's like the, the Welsh ghostbusters are putting one together. Um, but, uh, you know, yes, have some, everybody should be putting one together. Everybody. And it, the more, the merrier uh, again, what the hell do you need us for? Just the more that you put, put your own podcast out there, make your own content. We love it. Um, and you know, if if you're if you're going through any withdrawals, you've got Extraplasm, which Jim is doing every week now. Uh, God bless him. Uh, Ectocrank's got print is dead. Uh, Proton Pack is not a toy. The Frog Brothers have their podcast. Um, uh, Ch- Channeling Spirits is not quite a podcast, but they keep putting out all of those awesome videos. Most recently, the is Ghostbusters the video game canon. Like th- it, there is 
there, there's a lot of content out there uh, that you don't need the cross rip. Nobody needs the, I mean, no. the only reason that, that you and I need the cross rip, Chris, is because we haven't talked about a lot of this stuff that's on the rundown here thinking like, we'll talk about it in a podcast and we haven't talked about it in a podcast yet. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I don't know. We got a lot to cover. Should we just, just like get into the ghostbusters of it yeah. all? Let's just do it. Yeah, let's do all it. All right, here we go. The year in review. We'll call it news, but it was, it's not news to any of you. Hey guys, Peter, I have some news from the world of Gozer. Multiplanar curly elimination. Yeah, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. Speeding. Three, two, one. All right, Chris, so here's, here's kind of how I've, I've put this together for us. I've put together discussion yeah. topics for us. And we'll just kind of see where things go. But what I do want to do is you and I haven't really spoken in depth about afterlife yet to the point that we even went and had pizza like a month ago. And I purposely, I was like, I wanted to talk to you about afterlife, but I'm going to save it for a podcast. And then I remember we don't have a podcast right now. So we're finally going to get that opportunity, but I'm going to save that to the end just so that we can spend a a good chunk of time in there. Um, But I don't like one of the, the things that we didn't get to talk about, and I think it is probably the most impactful, the most uh, pressing thing that needs to be discussed on this here podcast is the passing of mm-hmm. Ivan Reitman, um, yeah. which I, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of glad that we weren't recording at the time that it happened in February because I'm, I'm still trying to feel, I'm still trying to work my way through the emotions of it all. Um, and it's, it's, I mean, you, you were, you mentioned earlier, like we're starting to lose our heroes. Uh, we were talking about yeah. hip hop heroes, uh, passing in the, the segment that people aren't going to hear, but, um, it's tough, man. And, and with Ivan going away, there was a whole, a, a moment of uncertainty where it was like, well, is that, is that it? Is this, you know, Ivan was kind of the champion who pushed things through it at Sony. He was the, the sort of backbone as we've learned, uh, through the interviews that have come out after he passed for so many things that we were unaware of, you know, that Lord and Miller went in with, uh, the, the spider verse movie and, and Ivan Reitman gave them such amazing notes, uh, that it, it really shaped that film. Um, he shaped afterlife, obviously he shaped all of these things and kind of mm-hmm. was working as the, the puppet master in the background. Um, so there was, there was a moment of like, Oh man, this might be, you know, this, this might be that thing that kind of freezes things for a little bit, either, either puts things on a pause or maybe, you know, stops down the Ghostbusters momentum that we had. Um, or, or, or maybe, you know, we, we look at afterlife as that was the loving tribute from Jason to his father, from, uh, uh, those that loved Harold, uh, to him, um, those who loved the original movie, it was a loving tribute to the original movie. So maybe that was the bookend that kind of ends things. And then Ectofest came <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> okay, there's a lot that's, that's happening. Um, yeah. but I, I mean, how are, how are you feeling right now, Chris, about Ivan's passing? It's, it's kind of weird because it happened in February and it still feels fresh. We're in that, that strange yeah. time paradox still. I mean, I still feel sad about it, but. I I I I don't want to get uh you know old manish about it but I'm about to 
uh, clock into my the second half of my century here. Yeah. And at that point, I start, you know, and, and this goes back to the conversation about, you know, thinning out the collection, all this. This is where I realized that I can see a clock ticking and it's not, it's not due tomorrow or anything like that, but you know, it's kind of like having a pressing project and you, you, you know, you're watching the, you know, how much time you have in the day to finish it off sort of thing. You don't have an abundance of time sort of things. And that, and that was me yeah. for the first half of, of my, of, of my century. I'm not going to get a full century, but just to, you know, <laughs> divide into nice little halves here for the first 50 years of my life, any crazy ass idea I had, you know, I could make that. I'm, I have an idea. I'm going to do this thing and then I'll collect the three pieces of it and then I'll put it aside. Cause you know, I don't know, dumb idea, ADHD or whatever you want to call it. But <laughs> because, because from where I was standing, I've got all the time in the world to follow through on this stuff. And now I'm like, ah, f- I don't <laughs> like, and, and it's not just me and it's not just, you know, how, you know, how much of a, a, a life I've got left. I got a kid. Yeah. I'm, I'm here to serve his, you know, what he wants to get going with his life. I'm supposed to help reinforce, help reinforce his first half of dumb ideas and let them pile up and, you know, kind of push him to complete a yeah, few here and there sort of thing. you've learned. Yeah. So personally, I've, I've, you know, I've already, and you know, people will tell you that unless it's unfortunate circumstances, you know, you reach this age of your life. You're starting to see, you know, um, the older members of your family uh, pass on. Yeah. You're starting to see some of the unfortunate, you know, not not young, but not old people going here and there too. And I don't know. I, I'll be honest. I, If anybody listens back to, you know, or reads stuff I posted when Harold passed, I was like, even then, I, <laughs> I, I've said it before. I haven't talked to them about it, but. Uh, across the streams reached out cause they wanted to do their episode at the time, uh, you know, with people in the community talking about Harold and reached out to me and, you know, followed up with me and Kenya. And I was like, yeah, okay, fine. And I, you know, I put some stuff together and I wrote it up and recorded. Like I actually wrote it up. Like, yeah. I like, I'm going to have to, I'm not going to freeform this. I wrote yeah. it and I recorded it. I put it in and I didn't end up in the episode. And, the, and then I listened to the episode and the only thing I can think of is, oh, they didn't want the guy going strap in this is the start of you know this is the this is the first more are coming like i wasn't i wasn't i wasn't i wasn't crazy you know i wasn't crazy man or anything like that but that was me going you know i I talked a lot about like i mean he wasn't young and you know it was unfortunate and you know under better circumstances he would have had years all this stuff i was you know i was i was doing it from the and you know maybe maybe we need to you know buck up and maybe accept that you know, we're all getting old and that's going to bring some realities with it. And then, you know, uh, you know, we had to come to grips with the fact that you were saying like, uh, when, when, you know, when Ivan passed, oh, well this, this could be it. I was like, frankly, I went through that a million times in my head when Harold passed, yeah. because, you know, how, yeah. how do you keep doing it when Egon's not there? And I, I don't know. Part of me, I, like I've, I've, I've had no conversations with Jason. I'll know. I, I say that like. I saw him the other day. I haven't talked to him about it. No, I'll never talk to Jason about any of this stuff, about anything, frankly. But <laughs> it, in my head, my assumption is, is that when you start plotting little dots, you can, I think, you know, Ivan, who's, let, let's be honest, uh, a veteran mover and shaker in Hollywood. Uh, I know people may not be totally <laughs> down to hearing this, but for example, the, the, 
the changing of the of the ownership structure that led to answer the call. Yeah. I think that was first step in a guy who was realizing he was getting older going, look, if this is going to last at all, it cannot fight we this have uphill to battle out anymore. Way. Yeah. Especially if say for example, we lose another member of the core team or I pass on or something like that. So, I think I think that's a guy who's used to making deals and movies Let's be honest, we're we're movie going idiots. We think we hear this stuff and then it comes out a year later. Magic. <laughs> uh well actually I shouldn't say that. This Ghostbusters movie that we're about to, to talk about a, a little bit that got announced at Ectofest and all that, that did come really, really quick. But a lot of times movies, you know, you hear about like how long the guy shopped around Squid Game and stuff like that. Like stuff yeah. takes forever to get done. So Ivan Reitman's brain was wired to, no, I got the rights for this thing. I'm going to work on it for a while and, and prepare to, it will not, it could not move for years. So, you know, having all this trouble and, and tr- you know, God will never get anything done if, you know, Bill has to be wrestled to the phone to say yes or no. So he negotiated a change. Like, yeah, business-minded decisions to, business to minded keep, decision. it, keep it moving. Yeah. Here's, you know what, really what's most important is that everybody who's involved and their estate, you know, depending on the situation of things, gets their fair cut because it was built on their backs and their, you know, faces and personalities and all that. But we're going to loosen the reins, but not entirely because I would, again, what was part of that deal? We're going to make something called Ghost Core, and it's going to be slapped on the front of everything. And it means, you know, everything's going to run through my desk. And when it's not running through my desk, uh, you know, Eric Reich is, is you know, yeah, there riding shotgun on these champions. things. you have those champions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, the, and, and then, you know, got the, the afterlife done. And again... It was all presented as Jason showed up with dad, I got an idea sort of thing. But at the same time, it's not like Jason <laughs> didn't hang out with his dad or visit him holidays and all that. So again, I think, you know, there was probably more than one conversation where his dad may have just been kicking around with him. The, the, you know, how does this, the same yeah, stuff we're talking about. Does it do? last? Does what it last? What would you Should do? How last? does this last? Yeah. And he comes up and he says, this might help. This might be part of the thing too. Why don't I do this thing? This is the the you know Doctor Strange's one in eight million worlds. Yeah, it it may not be perfect. It may be bumpy, but it will it will it will tick all the boxes that we can keep moving this forward. And then, yeah, the the not the inevitable. It, it was it was you know that that <laughs> fr- frankly statistically you know uh, Ivan could have had another ten years. Yeah, but it just so happened that you know. It didn't happen suddenly. Yeah. But I prefer, I prefer to think it as in, in my head, my head canon until somebody says otherwise, a very smart guy who's been making movies in Hollywood successfully for 40 years plus, depending on how you want to measure it, did his, you know, 10 year plan, started it and, uh, it worked. Yeah, you know? and and got to to experience that sort of victory lap that was Ghostbusters yep. Afterlife. You know, seeing his son, you know, here, you know, take take the baton, run with this on the marathon for me now, um, and and being there and being present for the entirety of that production with him. Yep. Um, I I feel like you know it it probably at the time didn't feel like that, but it was a great experience for the two of them for Jason yeah. and and Ivan 
um, to, to experience this. And maybe that's also why we always saw Ivan getting very emotional. I remember at FanFest, you know, it, it was emotional for the two of them to be up on that stage talking about this project in the way that they were, because yep. I, I think Ivan himself was kind of looking at his, uh, his mortality and, you know, look, my son, I'm so proud of him. He has become a director in his own right. And God bless him. He's decided to take over the old man's project and see what he can do with it. You know, it's, it's that sort of, yeah. You know, we, we, the family business. You are getting into the family business by doing a <laughs> Ghostbusters movie here. Not that he ever he, would have. Yeah. yeah. But. I mean, at the end of the day, too, again, as fans, we think we're like so, you know, deep into it and stuff like that. There's and, and you know, at the end of the day, there's not. Like, do we know the specifics of, no. of the deal that led no. to No, we don't. Yeah. Like, we, we, we fool ourselves into thinking that we know it all. We don't. There's every chance because family stuff is is we're not privy to that that's it's not our thing we don't get to ask about it we, we don't get to know about it so there's every indi- you know there's every possibility too that you know Ivan's going to the doctor Ivan's doctors you know this is good this is bad this is you know this is where things may go like you know he's getting a realistic look at his health and all that and is planning accordingly and his son and his family's involved. Right. Yeah. Like, so we could literally be watching that, that, that emotional stuff that we were watching is, you know, two people sharing what they can share with the community that, you know, that loves them and the, the yeah. stuff they've built and, sort and of thing. Well, at the same time, the personal side, the you personal, know. Yeah. but they're aware of the personal, yeah. and it, you know, it just takes on that extra thing to them too. Right. So I, I don't, I don't a hundred percent remember where your question started, but all I know is, is for me personally, you know, I just, on the one hand, like when, you know, we weren't doing the episode, I messaged you, right. It's like, I think I've never done it, but I think I'll do one of those little, you know, mixtape episodes like I did for, for Bill and Harold and all that. And in the end I couldn't, yeah. like I just sat down and I started collecting stuff and I was like, I just, I don't have the yeah, heart for you it. Tried, it's too, and it's, it's too sad. Yeah. And, and again, and it, if, if this would have happened when Harold passed too, I don't think we could have, we could have recorded. It was just too, even now sitting here in September, um, trying to come up with the words is as, as if you all could not tell <laughs> we're yeah. having a tough time. Um, so, uh, you know, but so it's, 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 it's very sad. It's very emotional. It is very bittersweet because we did kind of ride off of this high of, of afterlife. Uh, and it's sort of being a triumphant return, being such a love letter, being such an emotional thing, uh, toward Harold. And then all of a sudden we hit this, this emotionality again with Ivan. Uh, Perfect. You pick the perfect word. I choose to look at this as a triumph. Yeah. Like I said, I choose to look back to 2014 or 2013 or whatever in the hell when that deal stuff was struck, whether you liked it or not, that it opened the doors for, you know, it created a small little wump of a vacuum that, you know, uh, Amy Pascal and Sony got, you know, uh, answer the call made and all that, whatever. I, pers- I look at that as the first part of Ivan Reitman taking something that had, let's be honest, stalled for 20 years, like just going nowhere, like just could not budge. And he had a plan, shook it loose and it landed, it landed nicely. Yeah. He, his son was involved. His protege at Ghost Corps is, you know, there keeping things on track. He built a structure within Sony 
you know, it, it's, it's not the, whatever you call it, the storytelling group or whatever at, 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 uh, Lucas Lucasfilm for Star Wars, yeah. close enough for, for something this size. It, it does the same thing. It, you know, keeps, it keeps that, uh, Reitman vision involved sort of, you know, sort yeah. of thing. And we're on track. We're, we are. He, That's the crazy it's thing. It's sad that he passed, but before he passed, he managed to get not uh, one, but two movies that he was, you know, had a hand in and more stuff to come. Yeah. It's oh like, my goodness. His, his master plan, you know, if, if only he would have seen, Ghostbusters Day in June to then see the you know the, they put the stage up on the Sony Pictures backlot. Uh, Jason yep. uh, and and Gil Kennan get up there and they're doing the you know uh, Steve Jobs uh, but just one more thing <laughs> Apple presentation of yeah. here's here's everything and 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 it's not just we have the next movie in mind we have the next movie the next netflix series the next animated film the dark horse yep. comics they've got this big cohesive vision now that they they had put together with ivan before he passed um yep. and 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 they sort of uh they presented that to us now it's it's not you know, it, it was very sort of um, seminar like in the sense that it was like, here are the things that we are working on, but we're not going to tell you too much about them because we're still working on them. We don't want you. Yep. We don't want to tell you it's X, Y or Z because it may not be X, Y or Z or it may change completely or yep. look at um, uh, uh, Rogue Squadron, the the Patty Jenkins movie that was going to be uh, released at, in December in the exact same t- time slot, December 20th, 2023. And that movie has completely vanished. And they did a whole video with Patty where they announced that she was directing the film. And so things in the film business change so dramatically, so fast yep. um, that I, I think what they did was very measured and it was the right the right move. You know, Jason and Gil and and Eric and and everybody at Ghost Corps that put on that Ghostbusters Day presentation, it was just enough to whet our appetites and just enough to know the things that were working uh, in, in the background, like those gears that were turning uh, at ghost core. Um, but I guess what I, like, maybe we start with, Oh boy. Do yeah. we start with, let's start with firehouse. So let's do firehouse. So firehouse is the code name of the film uh, that they are currently working on right now. They're writing the script. Ernie Hudson was just interviewed for um, quantum leap. Uh, and he mentioned uh, that he's heard that the, the studio has read the script uh, now. So we know that there's that that is still moving full steam, full steam ahead. Yep. Um, and the reason that it's called Firehouse uh, and it's their working title code name, uh, you know, how we had Rust City uh, for Afterlife. This is now Firehouse. Um, mm-hmm. Guys, you don't tell everybody the code name. Now everybody's going to be looking for the signs for anyway. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's going to return us to New York city to the beloved firehouse. Uh, and that's where the story is going to begin. So there will probably be a passage of time in there. There will probably be, uh, some stuff that happens in between afterlife and wherever this next film picks up. And, and it was beautiful the way that they unfolded this because they said, but don't worry, dark horse comics is coming in to fill that, that gap in between. Yeah. Um, so we're getting the full story. We're getting these complete, um, you know, A to Z storytelling experiences and, and opportunities now that, that, uh, we have been dreaming of since 1991. 
or 1990, <laughs> I would say. Uh, so, so yeah. I, I mean, Firehouse, there's not much we can say about it because there's not much we know about it outside nope. of the fact that it comes December 20th, 2023. That means they've got to start shooting it pretty soon here. Um, <laughs> I don't know, next week, something. Uh, yeah. as fast as possible. <laughs> as fast as possible. Um, and, and that will probably prove to be tricky because you got Paul Rudd. If he's going to be in it, he's a busy dude. Uh, McKenna Grace yep. is in high demand. She's writing and producing her own films now. Uh, her, her, uh, was it Hallmark or was it Lifetime? She, she just had a film that she wrote, uh, that came out yep. that she starred in. But, um, so they'll, they'll, they'll work it out. They are very smart people. Yep. They all learned from the best in Ivan that they will find a way to push this, uh, a boulder up the hill. I don't, what else can we say about it? I mean, it's, I'm excited for it. Nothing. I, I don't want to say anything. Like if, 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 if I took anything away from you and I haven't, we talked about it a little bit at the time. The one thing I enjoyed most about our call of, uh, you know, of walking away from the podcast a month before, uh, afterlife came out. Uh, I'm kind of okay yeah. with, with that unplugging a bit. I mean, and it'll, it'll, it'll eventually come back. It'll eventually be all over the place and I'll eventually have to do the, <laughs> I'm going away for three months from social media. Goodbye. Honestly, that was the best thing. So, so taking the hiatus, I know that everybody, there was one comment that was just like, wow, way to, way to not know an opportunity when you see one to, to <laughs> increase your listenership. And but I was like, but this is for us. Like this is for us. I, <laughs> I think when we looked in the mirror, Chris, and we had done that episode where we went through all of the stack of books that was in the Spangler farmhouse and, yeah. and you and I were doing this great analysis on it and you, you were bringing in the, the literature, uh, f you know, what all of those books meant and could have mm. meant for Egon as a character. And it was, it, we did this awesome analysis, but I think you and I at that point in time realized, oh boy, like we don't want to be doing yeah. this. We don't want to be doing this proactively or actively leading up to the film. Like I want to go in fresh and I want to know yeah. nothing so that I can experience this film. Um, and I think now retroactively going back is really going to help us to analyze it in a different light and to focus on the, the fine, fine details that we should be focusing on, even though that, that stack of books was awesome. Like that is a, a detail we should have focused on and we should do right <laughs> now. Um, but it, it was just getting too tough that like every time a trailer came out and we would have to analyze every frame and we were kind of yeah. losing the experience that was being presented to us of like a very carefully wrapped Christmas package that your, your dear relative has wanted you to like very delicately take this corner off and remove the bow and do this. And it was yeah. all deliberately put together. And you and I were like, I just, I, let me put it up to an x-ray. Let me see what's inside. Uh, I got. Yeah. It was, it was getting too close to the, being that kid that ran around the house looking for their Christmas presents. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Tell us what's this coming. This one sounds like Lego. And this feels like a book. I'll it's pretend like, no, to be what? surprised. Oh, just tell me what it is. You're like, nah, it's, no, it's not I, the same. And I'm glad no. that because it was such an emotional movie and because it had such an impact on me that it did, I'm glad that we <laughs> did it that way, to be completely honest. I remember watching uh, the S. Habsom crew after they went to the screening in New York, literally just sort of like speechless into a camera. I'm like, I made the right call. <laughs> yeah. 
One hundred percent. Oh, can you imagine sitting down to record and it just would have been us going like, um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I'm glad I went. I, I and I got to go with the Ghostbusters British Columbia. I took Thomas. Thomas loved it. It was a great crowd to watch it with. It was a you know, in so much as you know, I've been steeped in Ghostbusters my entire life. That was pretty darn just about perfect. It was going pretty to special. See. Yeah. It, it was a, it. it was a different experience than answer the call for for a variety of reasons. But you know, you and yeah. I went. We did the red carpet for for answer the the green carpet. Excuse me for answer the call, <laughs> and and that was the, the hype and and the fervor that had been built up right before that film came out. That made sense for what that was. You know, you and I on that red carpet, all the fans screaming, uh, all of the the cast and the filmmakers walking down the carpet and signing autographs and. And, yeah. and though that did kind of happen in New York and with the New York Comic-Con um, uh, premiere that they did for, for Afterlife, I, I, I saw Afterlife by myself, in a, in a theater by myself. Really? And, and it was... It, I, I mean, I, I don't use this term lightly. I know that a lot of people might be like, oh, come on, man. But it was a religious experience, man. It was like I was sitting there... <laughs> And it was like a film had been made specifically for me. I was in a theater by myself watching the film specifically made for me. Yeah. And and it was emotional and it brought back people I loved and it treated them with love and respect. And it it brought in new characters uh, that, that were kind of the next iteration, the next generation. Uh, I saw a yeah. lot of my daughter and Phoebe. It, it, it hit on so many levels um, that... I mean, yes, I, like same thing. E- even now, sitting here trying to do our retroactive uh, <laughs> conversation about it, I can't completely form the 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 syllabus in my head of like, well, let's start with the casting. And the casting, the you know, I can't quite do that yet. Still, um, yeah. So. How, how am I supposed things, to do that for a movie that hasn't come out yet? I don't know. We exactly. did it for five years uh, leading up to Answer the Call and, and everything else, but I think that this this is a different way to approach it. One of the things I, and it was only re- recently that I realized it, was that, like, I've seen, I saw Afterlife about, about three times in theater, and I think twice since it came three? out. I think I saw it three times video. as well. Yeah. And then I've, uh, since it's been out on home video, I've watched it way too many times to count at this point. But. Yeah. Well, see for me, I, I'm only up to like f- five viewings, uh, which is kind of not a lot, but I, it occurred to me that that was the pace at which I watched the original. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like I, di- I didn't crack hundreds until I was working at a video store and then I just was, you know, I'd mindlessly put it in and it run in the background every day while I worked. Right. Oh like my God. I, I, it took me the better part of, you know, three decades to get to the number of viewings of the first movie that I had. And, but I think, you know, when this came out, people went kind of, you know, mainlining as often as possible. I, like, I don't know that I want to, like, I yeah. don't want to feel co- like I, compelled to have to watch it as often as I, yeah, I'm, I'm miss like talking to, um, to Jim on his podcast. I was kind of like, Oh, it's been a while. I'm, I may have to go back and like, I had questions, but that was the beauty of the first one. I had questions. I better answer it by, you know, I'm going to sit down and watch it again soon and, and see if I can answer this think. question. Yeah. Uh, that's so, I, you know, that's a really good point because I hadn't put two and two together there that that was, I saw it 
that first time. And then I didn't get to see it for like um, a month after that in the theater. It was because of the way that that things were unfolding with COVID and it was still um, kind of a a, a delicate thing. Um, Yeah. So, and that's how it would have been back in, (laughs) in the eighties. Like you see the movie once, Whoa, dude, that was awesome. I got to wait until I've got enough money to go again. Or my mom takes me to the theater again. Um, and then you wait and then we had that, it was a a long excruciating wait for it to come out on digital. It was like 45 days, but (laughs) it came out (laughs) on digital and, and that's when I really got to sit with it and pause and, and notice the things like the, the Pollock building in the background and all of the, the tiny little touches, the officer Medjuk, uh, with, with Dan Aykroyd's daughter, um, things like that that we will now be able to pour over for God knows how long, how much longer can we do the podcast? Let's find out. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, like people kind of forgot, like, yeah, exactly. When I, I saw it, the first one in theater when it came out and then, so I was 11 at the time home video, it wouldn't be out in home video for a while. So I really didn't get to see it for another bunch of years. And then home video came out and I got to watch it on, you know, rent it here and there. And then home video, like, like own it for home when the price drops, uh, ha- uh, happened and I was able to actually own copies of it. And even then that was panned skin. And then yeah. it wasn't until like the late nineties that the widescreen came out on VHS. So imagine that kids like <laughs> trying to glean details of a movie. Cause it's suddenly, you know, full screen, what, what but at seven twenty P out of half of the movie infamously <laughs> that Harold Ramis always yeah. joked. Like if you watch the pan and scan version, I am not in half of not Ghostbusters. It. Yeah. It's imagine how ex- like, just try to imagine how excited we were to watch the, the widescreen version <laughs> in seven twenty. No, not even seven twenty. What's television? Like VHS 480. is 480. Yeah, 480. Like, oh my God. 480. Woohoo. Like we were going nuts over that. Like Ron Jeremy, you can see him. Like it's just, ah, uh, it took forever. Like then the and let's be honest, the laser disc was was I think technically seven twenty, but most TVs wouldn't really You'd still uh, be seeing it on the four eighty. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and then the DVD came along, and by that that would have been ninety nine, I guess. Yeah, that sounds and right. And then the DVD came out, and it was, and that was. God, and that's when we got to pour through it like crazy, right? And now with this one, yeah, it went from seeing it in November to hanging out in Christmas in your socks, drinking eggnog, <laughs> watching it on wall-sized TVs, hitting it frame by frame. It was like, ah, yeah, it is. It's a different experience, but but I and and same thing, like much like the first film, and much like a good record, uh, you know, the the more times you watch it, the more times you experience it, the more details you notice. Uh, yeah. I have I have very secretly been working on on the Ghostbusters HQ page my score <laughs> analysis. I don't know if anybody's noticed uh, it because I don't know if anybody yeah. goes there. But it it has been now <laughs> 4 months in the making and it is the longest blog post. It's going to be like a 200 page book coming from Titan at some point in, in time. Yeah. But it, because uh, to heck, heck with Titan, just publish it yourself. I'll just Everybody do it myself. Yeah, it'll be on ebook. Um, but it's it's just there's so much there, even just in the score, the tiny little things that you notice in the score, and the tiny yeah. little things you notice in the creature design, and the tiny little things you notice in the cinematography and and the the sound design. It is it's a treat. It is a gift. Um, and and all of the people who kind of dismissed it as oh it's too much fan service or it does this too much or. I, I, I I, th- I think that's just the wrong attitude to have with a lot of this stuff. Like when you see yeah. 
all of these things that are now being like, what are the legacy sequels that are coming out? Um, there, there has to be a certain amount of fan service because it's a legacy sequel. There has to be a little bit in there that, that ties it to whatever came before and is respectful to what came before. Um, but it also has to tread new ground and that's where look, Jurassic world dominion was a legacy sequel, even though they already had two movies before that. Um, and, and it, and it was respectful and it was reverent toward the original film, but it also kind of didn't really present its own new thing. It was trying to close things up. So yeah, this, this, like, I think afterlife is a great, um, um, boilerplate, uh, that people should be looking toward on, on how to do these types of films because it's, it, it was made for all the right reasons with all of the right, uh, tools and with all of the right people. Yeah. Um, so it's it's amazing and some some real insurmountable ones too like we scratched our heads a lot like how do you deal with the missing of harold ramus like how do you how do you deal with that and yeah let's be honest we'll debate it forever about oh that worked that didn't work that, that was good enough but at the end of the day when you weigh the whole project the whole yeah. end result about as good as you can get in order to keep things moving along, oh, right? Like yeah, in, in order, to, in order to to bring a tear to the eye of, of old fans and capture a bunch of new ones. Yeah, that's just about just about as as you know what you maybe could have changed a couple of things to do some little things a little differently, but would have been the same measure in the end. Like they they kind of they found they they found the solution to a missing Harold Ramis to be double down on the story being about yeah. Harold Ramis. Well, and, um, and really deal with the emotionality. You know, everybody was saying, well, the, who had an emotional tie to Egon Spengler and Ghostbusters one and Ghostbusters two, where did this come from? And it's like, it, it's not about that. It's not about our emotional tie to it, even though it feels that way. And even though it has the four Harold at yeah. the end, it is built intrinsically into the story that it's, it's, an estranged family and it's this daughter who has dealt with hating her father for so long um, that when you get to that emotional moment at the end and for all of the reasons that uh, you know Peter and Ray and Winston have maybe separated ways which there's tons of of ground that they can cover in there with uh, whatever it may be like the Dark Horse comics or whatever ends up being in that that, that transmedia platform that they can do that yeah um it, it, it all builds toward that moment. And I think what happened was audiences have become too cynical. We we're so used to snark. We're so used to the social media tone and delivery of everything that everything has to be punchy and snappy and cynical. And we, we got to prove that we're cooler than everybody in the room by putting this person down or being cooler than that person or whatever it ends up being. Yeah. Um, and, and this kind of hit right at the, the Ted Lasso trend, um, of look, we can be earnest. We can be empathetic people. There, there are such things as nice people out there. And and if you look at movies that came out in the eighties, there were feel good movies and there were things you didn't have to go to the movie. Like every character didn't have to be Deadpool. You you didn't have to have (laughs) that self-aware snark in every single movie. Um, and, and if you look now after afterlife, after afterlife, um, Terrible podcast name. I know. After Afterlife. Welcome to After Afterlife. I'm Chris Hardwick. Um, the every, everything is kind of following in step now. Like, look, the the new Quantum Leap. I have many thoughts on the new Quantum Leap. We won't get into that, but <laughs> but it 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 presents itself with that earnestness and with that kindness and compassion and 
Um, and, and the showrunners have said that that was very important to them is they wanted it to feel like the original series in that sense that it was, um, you know, that it was very heartfelt. Um, so, you know, everybody that says, well, Ghostbusters was like smoking and blowjobs and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it was that, but that's not what we are anymore. That's like, those are not the movies that are being made anymore. And this could have easily been a Judd Apatow from the 1990s film they tried, uh, but, but th- that's yeah. what those films were at that point in time. And now here we are living in 2021, 2022. Um, and, and that's kind of what the films, uh, that's, that's the tone. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the moment that we're living in. So everything is of its time. Afterlife is of its time. Ghostbusters two was obviously of its time right there, mm-hmm. hitting at the peak of, of real Ghostbusters and, and the, the popularity there. Um, so it's, it's kind of, it's kind of nice. Here we are, Chris, talking about afterlife. I was going to save it to the end, and <laughs> I kind of knew this was going to happen because you and I have just been bottling it up for so long. And and when I listen, yeah. I think the only reason we're doing this is because when I listened to your interview with Jim, I was jealous because I'm like, oh, he's getting to talk to Jim about it, but not me. Damn. <laughs> um. But yeah. So so anyway, I told I told him specifically not to talk to you about it. <laughs> that's that's fine. So I get it. It's okay. <laughs> Um, well, hey, okay. So that we'll, we'll continue the afterlife chat because I feel like that's, that's kind of where we naturally want to go into it, but just really quick to recap the other stuff that happened at sure. Ghostbusters day, the dark horse comics we talked about, um, yep. the, the animated film, uh, that Chris per Peronsky, I think, how, I don't know how you say it's like, I think it's per per Nosky. Um, he's working on uh, lower decks and, and a, a bunch of, of shows that, uh, have that, that, <laughs> that same sort of like it's not quite snarky, but it's also like it, it is self-aware and it knows, uh, its audience. Um, yeah. so I think that's in I, good hands. I, the funny part is, is when you, you sent me the, the, the rundown, I kind of missed the news about this, I think. Oh, did you really? that or, or I heard about it and I don't know if it then kind of merged with, uh, well, there was also the Netflix, the Netflix animated show. series. So that, yeah. I think people, people kind of muddied that together because there was the animated film, which we've been hearing about now for quite some time. Like I, th- I think even before afterlife, right. There was an announcement that they were working on an animated film and that kind of, that came out of answer the call. They were going to do Ecto force and an animated film. Yeah. And then they kind of put those on the back burner once afterlife, uh, kind of, uh, took off. Um, so I think this is now the next iteration of whatever the animated film is. Um, so it's, it's Chris who worked on lower decks and then it's Jennifer Kluska who did uh, hotel Transylvania summer vacation. No hotel Transylvania four, not summer vacation. It was the most recent one. Uh, trans, uh, transformania. I think it was called yeah. or something like that. I, um, I really like the idea of this, this, uh, the animated, uh, the movie, and to the series to a certain degree, although I don't know if the, they'll tonally be the same. Actually, I don't even know what the tone of of Chris and Jennifer's will be. But yeah. But but the thing is, what I like about the lower deck is that it there's so much room to like look at the minutia of the lore without worrying about a bigger picture story. Right. If that makes any sense. Right. And that is something that Ghostbusters desperately needs. Is there's a lot of how come some are humans and some are monsters from another dimension? Like stuff like that. Yeah. And an animated series is a place where they can have fun with it 
come up with some answers and we can have some chuckles while at the same time going, yeah. that also makes some pretty good sense. Let's fill so in let's some just, gaps. Let's, and, yeah. let's just fill in some gaps here and go from there. So. And and part of the big sales pitch that they did it at um, the, the Ecto Fest on Ghostbusters Day was that there are things you can do with animation that you can't do with, with live yeah. action. So, um, hey. And maybe that's where we uh, hear uh, about Ivo's backstory because you just you just hire J.K. Simmons to do voice work. <laughs> that's have all. Him do the voiceover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Um, so uh, so there's that. Uh, there is a Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, which was not even at the the um, Ecto Fest uh, presentation because they had the big VR presentation. Um, mm. But but Spirits Unleashed were like two weeks out from. I pre-ordered yeah. my Tobin Spirit Guide version. Uh, I, and I'm I have waiting no, for I have, I have no pre-order yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can always do the digital. I, I like to have the physical media because I'm still old yeah. school that way. But um, <laughs> I want the physical as well myself. Yeah. I could do the digital in a pinch, but and I guess I may. But here in Canada, for whatever reason, like Amazon, no no other place have it. If you want a physical copy, got to go to GameStop. And I'm like, uh, I don't want to go to GameStop. Right. GameStop. Oh, GameStop. It's uh, not even clear if, if the GameStop Canada will have the, the special edition either. And then at the same time, I don't know if I want the special edition because uh, I mean I, I don't I don't need to pay twenty bucks extra well, for that, yeah, the like, fancy box. I felt <laughs> so. the exact same way and, and part of the reason that I caught on that the for whatever it was, twenty four hours, the special edition yeah. or the collector's edition was was the same price as the original version is because I went and I was like, you know what? I haven't pre-ordered and I want to make sure I have it on release day. I'm going to go check it out. And I put the the special edition in my cart and it was thirty nine ninety nine. I was like, that's, did I accidentally put the, the standard version in? I'm going to, I want to, I want the Tobin spirit guide. I want to have the, the case that looks. <laughs> and then I went back and I was like, Oh no, that's, that's what it is. So I don't know. Sorry. What if it was an error or if it was like a flash sale, I, I reaped the benefits. I know a few people did. And I guess that's a good argument to pre-order because if you pre-ordered before that price drop, Amazon always honors the lowest price that it hits. So if you pre-ordered yeah. it right before that, you're still going to get that $39.99 price. So um, anyway, so the game comes out uh, in about two weeks when you hear this um, mm-hmm. and it's multiplayer. And I have a feeling with all of the podcasts now that are out there, we're going to have so many awesome uh, group uh, organized uh, evenings uh, coming our way that we can all we're all going to chase Ryan Dole. It's going to be four V one. Uh, and that's just going to be, I'm sorry, Ryan, you're going to, you're going to have to be the ghost in every instance of this. Uh, it's just how, it's just how the draw came up. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for that. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's so many other things. We didn't get to talk about the, the awesome ghost trap box set, uh, that came out for afterlife, uh, around the holidays that had all of the, um, uh, the the dailies and the work print uh, version of the film of of the original right. Ghostbusters. Um, yeah. I mean, even I'm just going through my head. There's so many things that happen. I can't believe that it's only been a year. Actually, can you believe any of this, Chris? Like the fact that you and I are talking about the year that was, and we're talking about a new comic series, a video game, uh, an animated uh, movie, an animated show, a sequel that's coming in December. We have a release date for that. We know that they're working on actively. It, it, it still doesn't feel real. It, uh, after all of the dark times, after all of the down times, after pouring over, uh, Hey, there was a ghostbusters reference on Simpsons. And that was our news of the month. (laughs) Yeah. 
like one of the first stories on proton charging was that the first chapter of microsurfs <laughs> talked about a real <laughs> ghostbusters toy yeah uh, hey you can you can spot an ecto cooler in the background of this movie or whatever but yeah it's it, kind of um, crazy and and Look, Afterlife I, really set that up, but also we need to go back even further with Answer the Call, which set that up because we had that that first pancake had to be made in order for all of the tasty ones uh, to come after that. Um, yeah, bad analogy, but you know what I mean. It's uh, it's uh, like I say, uh, <laughs> I like I believe it because I I I am currently choosing to believe that Ivan had a plan. And he followed through on it and nailed it. He he got it done. Got it. That's why we have all this good stuff. So yeah. So yes, I do believe it. I can't believe it took this long, but that's neither here nor there. No. Um, but but we also now have we have Afterlife, which is it has become my yep. comfort blanket film. Like if I'm having a really lousy day, Afterlife gets thrown on in the background, and it that just the the white noise of it really makes me feel better. Um, but also just like watching sequences and watching sequences with my daughter. Um, cause I, oh my God, at, at Ectofest, they showed, they ended it by showing afterlife and there was a little kid. He was probably six, maybe five, a little bit, a little bit older than, than my daughter. Um, and was in the aisle with his proton pack on and, and, and sort of like play shadow acting to the film because he was so into it and it was larger than life in front of him. And watching him during the muncher chase was like, it was mind blowing. I, I was more entertained all due respect to the amazing film that was made. I was more entertained by watching this kid living in the moment of chasing muncher than I was yeah. of, of the film at that point. Um, there's a whole swatch of eight to 12 year olds that just had their, their ghostbuster movie moment. Like we had, and Ghostbusters birthday parties, you know, my, my nephew yep. wants to be a Ghostbuster for Halloween and he's so proud of it. He's like, Uncle Troy, I'm going to be a Ghostbuster. And I'm like, that's awesome, dude. And I, I did not pressure him. That is not, that's <laughs> not my doing. I want everybody to know that. Um, so it is, it's, it's Ghostbusters is really having a moment. And I think, I think afterlife probably would have been a lot bigger and had a, a larger impact had COVID not happened, had the delays not happened. Um, yeah. but, but at the same time, I think what really worked in its favor was there was that sort of, uh, there was a reset. Uh, everybody had to restart their CPU for, for a year. Yeah. And then when we kind of came back to it, Top Gun reaped the benefits of that too. It was like, Hey, we, we all get to go back to the movie theaters and we all get to see a really awesome Top Gun film. Can you guys believe this? Like it kind yeah. of, it kind of reinvigorated cinemas. It reinvigorated us. It reinvigorated intellectual properties. Um, I still haven't seen it. So, uh, and it's in, and Top Gun Maverick does things so well in the same way that afterlife did. It's just, it's such a, yeah, well, imagine, imagine, um, <laughs> Imagine if things had panned out as planned and Afterlife had to <laughs> to to get its one week before uh, Maverick came out. Yeah, exactly. That, the world we were living in, there were there were tent poles backed up like, you know, airplanes at the LAX runway waiting to take off on a on a holiday weekend. You know, you you had uh, Afterlife, you had Top Gun, yeah. you had Doctor Strange, you had all of these films that were backed up so far uh, down the runway that I, I think, again, I think having that 
even though it was a global pandemic, it is a horrible thing. The world is on fire. It really sucks. But let's look on the bright side of things. It gave people a moment of pause, a moment to take a breath and a moment to sort of collect our focus and sort of close our eyes and take a few deep breaths and open them and see what was in front of us. Uh, and I, I think, yeah. I, I think that that, that really helped it. And again, and it being an emotional movie and it being something nostalgic and it being something that was well-crafted, uh, really helped it. And the same can be said for Top Gun, you know, that it was an emotional movie that was well-crafted, that told a great story. That That's what movies do the best. You go in there and you lose yourself for 90 plus minutes and you come out of it, especially when you're in a movie theater as a group and you've collectively experienced this thing together. Um, and we got to do that again. Um, so afterlife is, is great and everybody's building the props. Everybody's building the RTVs, uh, mm-hmm. Logan Kim. Uh, I saw, you know, the, the, he's now received his proton pack that yes, have some promised him, uh, quite some time ago. Thanks to Austin. Um, it like the, there's, there's so much in there that the prop builders can, can work with. There's so much in there that, uh, filmmakers, I, I'm very genuinely curious to see how this affects fan films moving forward. You know, every fan film yeah. kind of felt the same leading up to afterlife where it was like, well, it's, it's the franchise that's out in, uh, you know, Parker, Colorado, and they're dealing with this thing. Or it was like Oscar Barrett takes over the thing. Like it was always the same kind of thing. And, yeah. and now kind of opening that door to like, here's what, what afterlife can do here's 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 what you can do with these films that can be emotional they can tell a great story about a family they can um it 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 really kind of works in their favor you and i were talking about andor uh previously before again and stuff that people weren't going to hear Mm -hmm. um and it tells a very great genre story that just happens to be in the framework of Star Wars. That's what Marvel has done for so long. Yeah. A heist movie just happens to take place in the MCU and have Ant-Man at the center of it, you know? Um, yeah. I, if there's, uh, to be honest, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm looking forward to the next movie and all that because I want to see where this goes. I want to see if they answer some of the questions we have about Egon's, you know, missing years uh, sort of thing. Sure, yeah. What I'm most excited about is... <laughs> Because it's something that we previously treated as a joke was the phrase Ghostbusters Netflix series. <laughs> like that was a, <laughs> right guys? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, oh, you're doing it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the space, you know, especially since they're talking about being animated. I was like, oh, well now I think that's going to be the thing that does. And I, I know what we've talked about this on the podcast before, because what I wanted to see was them get to do this serious rather than the real Ghostbusters approach to, you know, what happens when they run into a witch? What happens when they get to fight a vampire? Mm-hmm. What happens when they get to fight a Like, what happens when the supernatural that Ghostbusters fight or encounter is not just limited to a ghost? Because to be honest, that's the saving grace of, of Ghostbusters too. is, yeah, there were some ghosts in there, but the main thing they fought was a wizard. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, Carpathian who managed sorcerer? Who managed to cheat death and live in a painting. It's like, awesome. <laughs> And, and otherwise, and, and it, let's, we've all said it, it's like, oh, Ghostbusters 2, structurally identical to the first one. It's like, well, how come you guys don't hate it more? It's like, because <laughs> they, they fight a wizard with a weird <laughs> accent in a painting. It's amazing. <laughs> like, it's just, so that's what I'm most excited about. I don't know when they're going to say more about it. I don't know when we're yeah. finally going to get to see it. I don't know how it's going to fit into the movies, although I think at this point, 
if I have to guess that the one thing we haven't seen uh, more of, of of Ivan's plan, you know, the thing that I made up in my head that that Ivan had this ten year plan <laughs> was that was materials were gonna fit more tightly together, you know, rather than splitting off into, you know, the cartoons go one way and the comic book goes the other, and they're gonna try and and kind of stick. So I'm kind of hoping, yeah, that this Netflix series does what I always wanted, which was just open up the the. Like I said, the thing that we loved most about the role-playing game was getting to be Ghostbusters and doing stuff that yeah. wasn't in the movies. Like, we, we aliens and, you know, uh, living pumpkins and weird stuff <laughs> like that. Just whatever you could dream up, you got to go fight it. And an animated Netflix series is perfect for that because, yeah. like they said about the other, the animated movie that they're talking about, you can do stuff in animation you can't do in the thing. So, so what's the what's the number one thing that's very expensive about having Ghostbusters fight a vampire or a werewolf? Well, special effects. It's an animated series. Oh well, that's oh, that's not yeah, problem. It's character design and a do voice that. actor. Yeah, go uh, do that. Yeah. So so it's it, yeah, and and like I said, I don't want to run too far down an animated rabbit hole, but the last five years of animated stuff a lot of it on netflix for example really what was the thing i don't know if it was the corridor uh effects guys or if i saw it someplace else but no i think it was i think it was there they because they were looking at uh, love sex and robots and they were the ones that pointed out that i don't know maybe it was a pixar thing no, I think it might have been a Pixar. I'm all over the place. But you know what you signed up for, kids. Um, <laughs> was the that point at the was is Robbins. It might have been at the Baskin Robbins. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The point is, is with animated stuff, and actually the Pixar stuff fits. If you look at it, like I've been watching the shorts they put up, the new Spark shorts mm, they put up. Yeah, on those Disney are always Plus fun. Yeah, they are showing that you can stay in a computer-generated animated world, but now the uh, the plugins and shaders and all that allow you to keep whatever your concept art mm-hmm. style is. Yeah. So the, 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 you know, you can, cause for people who aren't following what I'm saying here, like if you look at the old storyboards for, um, and concept art for, uh, toy story, well animated, they knew they could make a great movie out of, you know, this computer generated graphics and all this, but the concept art was just, scenes and you know what stuff might look like and all that you watch the new generation of stuff they're coming up with painterly styles and all this and those things are translating directly over into the end product and so in my head i'm like yeah whatever they do animated oh it could be gonna look so good its own unique tone and it'll yeah it'll be awesome Um, they can come up with a great style and it can be you know uh, everything has to be animated has to be computer generated because old school animation is too expensive now but but it'll look like old school animation yeah. it'll look painterly or you know line art or whatever they want to make it look like and ah oh, it's just gonna be so good yeah so good so so we have a lot to look forward to that's that's for mm. damn sure um yeah. and uh knowing knowing that knowing how much that we have that's in front of us uh, we certainly appreciate you guys uh, coming back to listen to us talk in the past tense about stuff because <laughs> I know that it's it's like what what have you done for me lately? What's coming my way? Uh, it it just like we're, I I just I, I hope that people kind of sit back and realize and I think that you and and Craig hit this really well on on your interviews with Jim on on Extraplasm 
make sure that you stop and just kind of enjoy this for a second because this is like for for Star Wars fans uh post 1987 into the 90s uh, until the power of the force figures came out there was nothing right until the until the heir uh, heir to the empire came out and now all of a sudden with Star Wars there are comics there are video games there are series yeah. there are multiple movies that they're working on in development with multiple directors and 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 you hear a lot of complaining but you also don't hear a whole lot of like hey guys holy shit can you believe this is happening <laughs> this is so weird uh, same thing with yeah. ghostbusters like i just i don't take it for granted that that ghost core exists that afterlife exists that all of this stuff is is in the hopper and also, you know, if, if some of this doesn't come to pass, like that's just the way that stuff happens, but there will be more things that come, uh, you know, down the line that we're going to really, we're going to love. Like, yeah. look, if, if the Netflix animated series doesn't come for another five, 10, 15 years, if we wait for the Netflix series, as long as we waited for Ghostbusters three, quote unquote, it's it's going to be worth it whatever whatever they're working on is going to be worth it uh in the end so yeah uh and and the dry spells are over like i don't think people have stopped to think about this but they've been over for a number of years even with the pandemic (laughs) but now when you look at it we just had afterlife afterlife uh uh you know then went to home video then it you know a lot of merch and all that hasbro was putting out stuff and then ecto fest and and then they announced a new movie's coming and shortly inside well no uh, before you know too much longer we get a video game yeah. get inside the new year dark horse is going to drop that's going to set us up for the new movie but in the meantime maybe then they'll start hinting at when the animated movie or the netflix series will come along there'll be more merch and all that stuff coming down the line like the dry period is like the, this thing where you and i used to joke was like oh it's nothing really going on to talk about uh, right yeah, now. It's kind t-shirts. of over. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's over now. And, and we, I, I kind of chuckled when you said the dry period, cause it made me think of all the squeaky wheels that are right now saying, we haven't heard anything, any, anything lately. There, there hasn't been any news. And I was like, let's see, June, July, August, <laughs> September, October. It's been four months since Ghostbusters day. Yeah. Uh, d- do you remember when like, <laughs> Four, four. It was just four months ago. I know that time is a weird construct in the post-pandemic world right now, and f- and two weeks feels like an eternity. But yeah. like, it takes time for stuff to happen. And and I know that we're kind of now used to that very carefully packaged box that we got for Afterlife. But they're working on it. You got to give them some time to work on it too. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's tough. The, boy, and the. It, four months would go like nothing in the old days because that's what, when you'd fill it with well I'll spend this time trying to fill in the gaps in my UK real Ghostbusters yeah. comic collection or whatever right like <laughs> you know yeah, there's other stuff that you can go four and months, not only yeah. that you know what if you're that if you're that you know bored for content we're now again in the golden age of fans putting out stuff like there's yeah. a, a plethora of podcasts and YouTube channels going on now um, yeah, like There's much, if, if, if you cannot, yeah, boy, I don't know. Don't be that guy. <laughs> this, this is, 
this the things are just looking up like and getting better all the time don't don't be the one sitting there not fast enough what's the, the, don't be the Vruk assault of ghostbusters fandom for the love of god <laughs> i want it now daddy don't wait another minute pick up your phone and call the professionals go ghost stoppers i'm sorry we'll do it again we want to hear from you leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742 that's 4702-GBHQIC we also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Prince is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That'll do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Mr. Stewart, we could we could do this again. We could we could do another ten hours, fifteen hours, <laughs> month, weekly, monthly, something. We could totally something. Do this. Yeah. Now and again. Now and again. No, this this was fun. Um, I, I know we could have talked even longer. Um, I, I I apologize my technical difficulties because we haven't podcasted in so long. It really set us behind the eight ball, and we didn't get uh, the 20, 30 minutes at the top that I thought we were gonna have to. But it's been a while, man. You got any final thoughts for this uh, this week, <laughs> this year? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess final thought wise is, um, um, did we do the, did we name drop everybody? Go listen to everybody else out there. I think, please, right please now. do. There's, there's a lot of people That's out there one doing the Lord's thought. work. I, yeah. I think, I think right now in my final thought, and the reason I mentioned that was, is because my final thought amounts to go support all the other fans. Like it's very flattering every time we hear, where have you guys gone? When are you coming back? Well, like Monday mornings aren't the same and all that. And that's really that's really nice because it means that, you know, the stuff that meant a lot to us, like that we did <laughs> at times for our own sanity, you know, was, you know, fun for other people yeah. too. But at the same time, there is nothing that says, um, fandom like should stand on anybody's shoulders for any period of time sort of thing. There's no reason why yeah. uh, things can't move forward. Uh, if we're not podcasting regularly sort of thing. So to that end, yeah. Go see what the Yes Have Some crew's up to, because while it's not all Ghostbusters, boy, it's, it's certainly entertaining to watch them wax on about toys. You know, uh, if you like Ghostbusters, there's a good chance your Venn diagram overlaps with, you know, the the Godzilla movies. Go listen to Jake's stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and, Monster and Island. Monster yeah. Island. Uh, I don't know, whatever Ryan does, it's probably okay. Uh, <laughs> Batman, he does uh, Gotham City tonight. Gotham City, yeah. yeah. Um, and then all the others. So, um, yeah. yeah, we mentioned Jim's uh, Extraplasm. Jim, which is, Jim is really really, like... Really, it, it really appeals to me as a name just because it is playing with the, uh, the, yeah. the prefixes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ectoplasm, intoplasm? I was like running through... <laughs> Extraplasm, yeah, that Extra makes sense. Pl- That's oh, a good one. okay, yeah. <laughs> Endoplasm, um, I don't know. Yeah. Like... And also, like if if you're really missing the cross rip, if you if you liked the way that we structured things and and the sort of tone that we took uh, on a weekly basis, like Jim, 
I mean, he he has really sort of taken that and and run with it. He's doing a, an amazing job on that show, and is getting some great guests. Uh, yeah, you know, there was some some guy named Chris, and some guy named uh, Craig, and some guy named Austin, and <laughs> he's he's pulling in some some fun people to talk to. So uh, definitely subscribe to uh, to Extra Plasm, and uh, yeah. Uh, what else is out there? Print is dead. Uh, Protopack is not a toy. Frog Brothers still going. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody's going strong. Channeling Spirits, I do enjoy yep. that one. I mean, they're not always Ghostbusters, uh, although uh, a lot of Ghostbusters. Yeah, a lot of Ghostbusters. Black Firehouse is another one that the yep. the, the boys are working on. You know, pr- uh, props and um, yeah. So, uh, but the containment unit, like they're talking about uh, Gusterson doing another signing round with uh, uh, not Harold Ramis, uh, which you, I I keep every time they do it. Like I missed it the first time, and I'm I was seriously thinking about it this time, going, yeah, I kind of really want his signature. <laughs> Like uh, all that stuff. Like the the point is, is at this point, this is it's not just about what Ghost Core is generating to feed to us. The community is, you know, at an all time high of generating its own stuff, be it you know podcasts and YouTube channels to patches. The the patch group is still just humming along. If you like collecting patches, uh, you name it, right? Like just so that that's the that that's my final thought is, and it ties in nicely to that thing you mentioned about the people going. It's only been four months. Where's more news? It's like screw that. Go yeah. have fun with the fan community, right? Like, like find that thing that you really like, and you know, fill in the gaps. Fill in right? the gaps. Do not mourn for us. No, we it, are just no. just get just get out there and 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 support the rest of the community. Yes, right? please. Like you supported us, and we're not going anywhere. So it's just circumstances have shifted, and we'll we'll adjust as best we can. Go support the the others, right? Like yeah. and the, the more they're supported, the bigger and better they get. Until one day, you don't even remember who the hell we are, and you're sad that they had somebody that, had a baby somewhere and had to move on. That is my goal. That's my goal. Is everybody's like, who the hell are Chris and Troy? But wait, they had a podcast. <laughs> who now? Please forget us. Show up at uh, at uh, Ghostbusters Day, you know, Fan Fest in twenty. Uh, 20- 44 back in my day who are you <laughs> sir i want to be like what was the dude in rudy you know at the very end of the movie he's just there like in his pork pie hat and he just kind of nods at rudy and like walks away like that's how i kind of want to be that way like you, <laughs> you guys go out there and you play for the fighting irish and we'll that's right give you the wink and the nod and all um, the kids are like who's that weird old guy in the dicky shirt <laughs> <laughs> Who you let see that him? guy in? He was just hovering around staring. It was Didn't weird. Didn't he used to be somebody? I get that all the time. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so hey, everybody, like seriously, thank you again. We we, we hear you. We love you. Um, we love the comments that you put on our, our social pages. Uh, our ears are certainly always burning when people bring us uh, up on their podcasts, and and we're glad that we've we've inspired some others. But we'll, we'll be back. This is no. not this is not goodbye again. Nope. Um, it, it, I, I genuinely do mean we're on hiatus because uh, I, I feel I feel very strongly that we'll be back. But until the, then, the, the same standing conditions as as last this time last year still apply. It, we're, yes, we're not exactly. closing. Say, we're not closing the door. Until then, don't don't expect a podcast on a weekly basis. I'm am <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we've locked the door. No, we've closed the door. We just haven't locked it. We haven't locked it. Somebody hasn't, they haven't changed the locks on us yet. Let's put it that way. They every may. October, at a minimum, every October, we'll open the door this and lob a mixtape out. Yeah, <laughs> this is our time. Um, but yeah, so we've, we've got that the interview, we've got the mixtape. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. 
Uh, so when we when we are in your ear holes next, we'll see you on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad. Visit us at protoncharging.com, ghostbustershq.net, and stillplayingwithtoys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. Really found its voice in the 46th episode. Oh, oh, oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so good.